there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. Well, hello there. It's episode six. Last week we talked about harvest. This week we're going to bust some myths. We're, we're going to debunk. We're going to talk about some antibiotics and hormones. We're going to get in so much trouble this week. We're going to talk about GMOs, we're going to get in even more trouble, and then we're going to talk, we're just going to debunk some farming falsehoods. Okay, let's jump in. All right. So... Oh, first, we should talk, we we got a review. Okay. We got a review on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Kay Lightfoot 86, she gave us a, a five star. Woo-woo. She you. says, perfect podcast for me, and I can't wait to listen and learn. We have our own small farm and business as well, Lightfoot Farms. Keep it up, y'all. Which I think is really fun. Um uh they've been kind of following us for a little bit too, and also our personal uh pages as well. And I'm pretty sure these Lightfoot Farms just announced that they are doing a their own processing plant. So they're kind of working with, I think, small, smaller farmers to get their um, numbers, kind of working closer with communities instead of bigger farms for their processing plants because that was a huge issue with this whole quarantine thing is there was a lot of processing plants shut down, which we all saw the rumors, not rumors, but just saw a lot of news things about... Um, Mm-hmm. Pig processing places and grow out things being shut down and what they're doing with all these pigs and dumping milk and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, yeah. so I'm really excited to see their progress of that. That should be really cool. Can they move to Central Illinois, please? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> we should just, like, take a charter bus down. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. With my cows in the back. Oh, gosh. I Yeah, I'm really excited to see that. I think they just broke ground recently, so Woo-hoo. that'll be really fun to kind of follow up on that process. That's awesome. Um, also, before we get too hot and heavy into our topics today, um, Leanna, do you work for the government? No, I, I don't think so. Do you have an extensive knowledge? No. <laughs> my Google is my knowledge right now, just like yours. Hey. Hey. We just wanted to put out there that, um. For legal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> for all the reasons that we, uh, you know, we don't work for any of the the organizations we do our research that's where we get a majority of our knowledge if not all of our knowledge um and ultimately it comes down to our opinions and you know what we feel safe and whatnot for our family so we just want to put like a blanket statement yeah like well a, i think it starts as our opinions but then we research it to back it up with the facts that has right. been done just like anybody can do absolutely with the google And the great thing is that Google does take us to those government sites, which helps us understand. So there's, we just want to, yeah, we just want to throw that out there. But we are no way affiliated with any company, organization, blah, 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 blah. And we don't get paid a dime. We're not liable for any information that you use. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure that you Google like we do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now that we got that out of the way. Yikes of bikes. All right. So... Are we going to, where are we, just let's dive right on into it, into the GMOs. I want to go, I want to dive. We're doing it. Okay. Straight into it. Because I'm really excited about it because I think there's so much information about it and I think that you can really 
go down deep into a rabbit hole researching so much. So we're just really kind of just going to go into a little bit of this. First of all, what are GMOs? So GMOs are genetically modified. What's the O stand for? Organisms. Organisms. Thank you. And what this means uh, is that Uh, genetically modifying, uh, like changing the genes in a laboratory of an organism. Gene splicing. Gene splicing. So GMO, genetically modifying is different from hybrid. Which is... um, crossbreeding and it is done naturally correct so this well, is i mean or even like human assisted i guess but not in a lab right so like like it's like taking two pollinators and like when i pollinate my squashes so that i yeah. get more squash that would be assisting a spell except for they're from the same line. But if you were to, yeah, you absolutely, that would be hybrids. Um, If you were to assist in pollinating, that would be a hybrid. Or even like with animals, like if you take one fancy something and cross it with another fancy, also chicken, and they make an egg, which is a baby, that that will be a hybrid, but it's not a GMO. It's not genetically done because I am not taking these under microscopes and snipping, snipping and tucking and doing the things. Example, a jumbo Cornish cross meat bird. Yeah, that's a really cool thing because um they're not right genetically modified. They are hybrid to the extreme. What by, are they two what are the two hybrids? Um it's your Cornish cross hen, which is a smaller size anyways, and it's your barred rock, which is a Plymouth rock, which is one of the original chickens forever, and that's where you get your hefty weight from. Your, and I think it's the um just the ratio of the yeah. meat versus the size, and then that's just selecting the best of the best of the best over years. Yeah. And that's how you get the Cornish cross. Because mm-hmm. it's actually crossed between two breeds. So oftentimes, uh, it's mainly a hot topic. You There is a little bit of a topic in animals. There is genetically modified animals, absolutely. They're done for purposes like medicine. They're done for, you know, uh, their environment. There's yeah. done or all that kind of stuff. But the biggest, the biggest, like, I don't know, debunking, like, let's open it up about GMO food. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are really anti-GMOs. And I don't think it's because people really understand it. Not that I'm like, yeah, that's totally... I'm very torn between it, honestly, because I feel like GMOs are a scary thing when you don't know what's going on and you kind of feel like, well, it's not a natural thing. This didn't occur in nature. But kind of when you look at it, it's really done for the better. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, currently, I'm not sure if people are aware of this, but there are only, only 10 GMO crops currently. I didn't think that there was this little. Yeah, and I don't think people realize that. The 10 crops are potatoes, corn, squash, alfalfa, cotton, soybean, canola, sugar beets, and apples. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We were talking about this earlier. Um, is that the different marketing strategies mm. that 
um, commercial people use uh, mm-hmm. in like grocery store. Basically, things that you find at the grocery store use a lot of persuasive words to wow and dazzle you to buy their products. So a lot of things say GMO free. Like what did you say? The non-GMO, yeah. To Tropicana orange juice. Uh, but oranges aren't on the list. Oranges are non-GMO foods to start with. Yeah. Any kind of a wheat flour, any kind of flour made from wheat, wheat is a non-GMO food. Uh, I'm trying to think. Right. Another one that I we saw was um, popcorn. It does, corn is a GMO, but popcorn is a whole different, it's there a whole is, different animal. This, well, and it's the same, you don't have the corn that's in the fields that you normally drive by is not sweet corn that you eat on the table. Right. And which is not popcorn. And it's not pop. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Now the one, the big iffy one, it's not, it's in the works, but they're not out to the public yet is tomatoes. They're working on tomatoes, but they're not out. But tomatoes were, we did find out in doing our research. Yeah. They were the first genetically modified, like, food. Back in the mid-90s. The flavor saver. Yeah. But But they are not on, they're not out for consumer purchase currently. And I would have thought that that would have been GMO'd for sure, because, like, how do you have the Beefmaster Extra Large 5000? (laughs) But that's a hybrid. Correct. That has been you know, their flowers have touched in yes. the ways now, to do the things. Why do people do why do people genetically modify crops? Um, I was talking with a local farmer because we have honeybees and I was very concerned at the earlier part of this year that all of these crop dusters were spraying harmful things and he said actually with all of our GMO corn this year, we don't have to spray for insecticides. And I was kind of like, oh, don't know how I feel about that. But I actually like that my house isn't getting bombed with pesticides yep. anymore or they're, insecticides. They're created to, you know, to obviously for growth, but then they're also created to prevent uh Insect issues. Uh, is what, like those Japanese beetles. I yeah. think another person that farms around me was saying that their strand of this is protecting against the um, Japanese beetles, which is great. I mean, that, those are, they were not supposed to be here to begin with. Sure. Which is so tough that you're like counteracting a problem with a problem with a problem, but not saying that it's not any less healthier. Right. I don't. I mean, I'm sure they're. It's well, all regulated. Absolutely. They're government regulated, therefore they are safe to consume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I think I just worry I worry more about probably the pesticides and the stuff that's actually being sprayed than the modified things to so they don't get eaten alive and stuff. But let's talk about a big one, a fun one on here, apples. Yeah. I didn't think, uh, this was the one that probably surprised me, but I don't know why it would surprise me because after we did the research on it, it was like, well, that makes sense, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so the, did we say the original like five apples four? yeah, were Macintosh, Red Delicious, Granny Smith, and also Fuji. Yeah. Fuji. 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 But not like Honeycrisp or uh, Pink Delicious. Lady. Yeah, all those crazy other ones. So, I mean, that doesn't really surprise me. I mean, a lot of people do love those Honeycrisp apples. Absolutely. And they're huge. They're bigger. Yeah. 
And I think I want to say, um, upon my research, <laughs> or that I was saying that some of the very first apples, like of time, were actually just crab apples, and those are gross. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so you know they've come a long way. Absolutely, come a very long way for sure. Uh, and you also have to remember we're using corn and soybeans for so much more than just consuming. So, like, there would need to be a creation of a different kind of strand to, for production of, for different purposes. So, um, just before you create a personal opinion about GMOs, do your research. Uh, don't follow the bandwagon. And try to avoid fear-based marketing. Major non-GMO foods that you need to always remember. Wheat is not GMO. Oats are not GMO. Just watch your labels. Another interesting twist on this is I went to school with somebody who I think is um, in this agricultural business and they they do a lot of studies on this. Mm -hmm. And do you know anybody with peanut allergies or nut allergies? Yeah. I feel like I know several people with nut allergies. And they were saying that they could have a genetically modified peanut plant that would not cause people allergies. But because of the bad stigma that are surrounded by GMOs, they can't continue with the project. Jeez. (laughs) Which I just, you know, to have a family that's so severe with allergies that it's life-threatening that you carry... You know, it's a very big stressor, and for people just to shoot it down because of the fear of it's not a natural thing, like, you just gotta, it's so much of a weighed <laughs> choice, for sure. But yeah, I mean, you're totally right, reading labels, and I think it also just comes down to, like, the knowledge of where your food comes from, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, knowledge is always power, and it's important to dive deep into those things. And if you're nervous about it? Buy your stuff local where you could legit talk to the farmer and visit his field. Absolutely. And we were talking about that as well as it crosses over to animals, too. Mm-hmm. About how there's different... Um, about, like, there's a whole big thing that kind of goes... Just bad stigma, I guess, with, um, with those meat chickens... Mm-hmm. in the grocery store are pumped full of hormones. How many times have you heard that? Absolutely. All oh, the time. Yeah. Like, all the time I've heard that. But that's not true at all. I mean, we just know right now, we just said it, that those huge chickens are hybrid mm-hmm. to get that big. They are de- they are designed, I mean, they've been selected, the best of the best, to get eight pounds in six weeks, which, no, that was not always the case, but now it is. But nobody, it's not cost effective for anybody to inject these small, tiny chickens that only have a six-week life full of hormones. Sure. Absolutely. Like, how much is your chicken that you're paying at the store? Like, six, seven bucks, maybe? You know what I mean? Like, and then you're going to, you're probably getting the, anyways. Yeah. It's not cost effective (laughs) to do that. But in a sense, that kind of spun us down to another rabbit hole of, um, doing antibiotics with the food sources as well. And like, should you be buying things with antibiotics? And I think it just kind of comes down to it. Some beef is, I guess some commercial factory beef is used 
or they do use what mm-hmm. was it did we read that like it was growth hormones to finish it out but they were natural or synthetically created to do the same thing as testosterone estrogen i don't know all the other ones well and so the, yeah yeah so then they were saying also that there's no such thing as hormone free meat because it's a living organism just like you and me are and we all have hormones in our bodies like progesterone testosterone and estrogen right it's naturally occurring but there's just no added hormones and that's actually hasn't been legal since the 1950s correct so that's not even a thing that anybody has to worry about um but i guess some of the i don't know there's just a lot of bad rap about. Well, and the rap. A lot of I, miseducation, I should say. Yeah. And I, I think uh, the biggest stigma, and we did not talk about this beforehand, so if this, if we need to edit this out, but um, there, the, the, the misconception is that the hormones transfer to the meat and therefore we're consuming them and our youth are maturing faster because of the additional hormones in their meat. They just released a thing on the milk saying that that's not, they proved that that was not, exactly has nothing to do with it. Can we just talk about the fact that there's like how many billion people in the world and we are going to mutate because we... Well, we're already living longer. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> and I guess like there's people that are like, well, it's because of all the foods have the preservatives. And yeah. I feel like that's not... It's, yeah. Not a... Not that's, a I mean, you've got a combination of good fashion medicine and you've yeah. got better knowledge that people aren't just eating weird berries in the middle of the bushes anymore. Like... <laughs> Good old Google to do oh, this stuff for you. Whew. But, so, and then yeah. what about the the stigma with antibiotics? So, Antibiotic-free. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's good to have antibiotic-free food because, I mean, too much of something creates resistance, and I get that and everything else. However, if you come for, if you have an animal that you're raising, cow, chicken, sheep, whatever, to eat, and it becomes sick with the upper respiratory infection you know what I mean or just this whatever mm-hmm. um what are you going to do are you just going to put it out because it's sick or are you just going to like treat it to get over it's cold like I would treat it just like mm. I would treat my kids like if they're sick you take them to the doctor and they give you know what I mean yeah do we go for every like a shoot no right we you know wait and see if they get better but if right. they don't and they need medicine for it then we treat it but the amount that you give them is so small and then once it's actually goes through their system a lot of it first of all a lot of it has like a you can't process within a certain time period of giving this yeah Mm -hmm. so there's a withdrawal period for that um and then even if there is trace transfers i think the percentage is so significantly small Mm -hmm. that it doesn't actually matter and the antibiotics that are used is totally fine and consumable for humans yeah i I, i'm just thinking of what we were listening to an instagram story right before this of a dairy farmer and she had a brand new calf that they did their normal vaccines you know like to keep them healthy just like we give our kids vaccines within their first months of life so they gave him a vaccine and one of the vaccines that calf was allergic to and she thought the calf was going to die, and so she ended up giving it epinephrine, which is, which an, is epipen. an epipen yeah. that we were <laughs> yeah. for the dang peanut allergy. But um, 
when you're talking about antibiotic free, think through that before you hate, I guess. <laughs> well, and I and not to say that like every single farmer is like pushing routine, you know, antibiotics like most of everybody keeps a pretty clean environment. Absolutely. So it's not like saying that like all farmers use antibiotics because they're all sick all the time. No, that doesn't happen, but like just like you know, not every single kid goes to the doctors, you know, once a week, once a month for routine stuff. It's the same thing. Like, if your farmers were treating with antibiotics, your meat would be so expensive yeah. because the medicine and the for, vet bills. Oh, and absolutely. The, oh, yeah. No freaking way. <laughs> no, for sure. I just, yeah, there's, I think there's just a lot that is so misconcepted. And, and again, if you buy your stuff local, you can talk to the people right. that, sure. that do these things. And uh, on the flip side, if you're buying meat from the grocery store, the, the, all of those government agencies that are all of the different acronyms, they are those grocery store meat providers are under some of the strictest regulations in yeah. the entire industry. The small family farms would have less restrictions than anyone dealing with a USDA facility. I feel bad for all the people that, like, avoid stuff because of GMOs, and it's just wording. Yeah. It's all wording. You know that, like, they slap the word natural mm-hmm. on a whole bunch of things? Like, chickens, all natural. Well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? El- I mean, what else would it be? I mean, are your chicken nuggets from McDonald's natural? Yeah. That's a different story. You know what I mean? But actually... I used to work for um, a hair salon company that shall not be named, and <laughs> and I was taking some education classes, and they um, claimed that their hair colors were 96% naturally derived, and so we had a lot of people that would come in and that requested the ammonia-free or the um, organic coloring. Now, we talked briefly about this several episodes ago about how organic has a whole line of subs you know what I mean but anyways just because that hair color said that it was natural did not mean that it was ammonia free it's because ammonia is a natural occurring substance <laughs> I swear I swear it's a natural you yeah know what I mean? yeah 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 they could legally claim that it was natural but I mean like would you think that ammonia right is a natural thing. So well, I do have cats, and I know that smell. <laughs> so, yeah. but no, I totally understand. But what that's you're what saying. I'm saying. You know, like, and you think of just different tricky ways that they use to um, advertise things. I think that with all of the regulations with the USDA, FDA, blah blah blah, all these things, they have to label all of these things. So if you're worried about having your dairy milk um, have hormones added to it to help, you know, the cow's hormone production. There's actually labels on that that says, you know, certain numbers or letters that say, like, it's this free. And that means that they have not been any hormones added to it. So I would assume that there is labeling for things Mm -hmm. if there are added substances Absolutely. But like I said, do your research, read your labels. 
there are ways too that... and shop local yeah it helps <laughs> i feel like all of this can mostly be avoided if you just shop local and i'm not trying to like push local people versus grocery store but i just think you get an overall better quality mm-hmm. you get better cared for animals you mm-hmm. get happier animals you get better fed all around and I think some of your foods are even more heritage breed versus, yeah, um, like fast. And that's kind of a, that's used in like agriculture words, right? Like yeah. heritage. Yeah. Heritage just is a slower growing right. thing. Because do you ever remember, um, there was an article a really long time ago that said that the nutritional value in fruits and vegetables back in the blah, 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 19-somethings, early times, had more nutrition in it than they do now. Do you I remember that? I have not heard that, but interesting. Uh, I should probably look that up. Um, the nutritional value in that, and I think where it's going is basically the heritage ones are a little bit more of a slower, so they're not pumping it out, so it has more times for the nutrients to actually be absorbed into the foods. Interesting. Um, however, also just with factory farming and everything else, you're depleting the soil of all of its minerals. So that's probably why there's not a lot in the soil. But I mean, even like, um, Sarah a couple weeks ago was telling us how she got different bugs and microbes to treat her bugs instead of chemicalizing. Yeah. She's chemical free. Yeah. Which is just really cool. Right. You know? Speaking of. Ooh, tell me. Last but not least that we wanted to talk about was farmer falsehoods. Like things that people think about the farming, the community, the farmers in general that are just not true. Um, okay. Farmers are rich. Not accurate. Now there are a percentage of them <laughs> that might do better off than many of us, but uh, not accurate completely. Generally, uh, farmers take out a loan for their entire crop, and then they pay off their loan with their payments. So, I mean, a, a lot of times people will do it for... Is that why farms are always handed down? There are so many generations, generally, yeah. Cause it's first-generation farms are few and far between. Yeah. I guess they're coming up, they're becoming a bigger thing now, but yes. Okay, farmers hate the environment. Uh, quite literally the opposite. <laughs> and I say they hate the environment because they spray all those bad pesticides. And, mm. well, if the farmers were to have or create a bad environment, then they wouldn't be able to sustain year after year after year. Right. So naturally, they have to take care of the environment <laughs> to the nth degree in order to maintain a farm. Yeah. Uh, factory farming feeds most of the entire country. Actually completely inaccurate. 88% of the farms that feed America are family farms on run on, uh, run on smaller acreage. Really? 88%. That's, I think on that's a crazy. acreage. Yeah, like than a commercial farm. There's a lot. That is a lot. This whole bit was a lot. It was and again, research is very easy to come by. Uh, highly suggest, like, if you have, like, questions about any of this stuff, talk to farmers. 
they know the answer. Yeah, and if you don't know any farmers, reach out to us, yeah. and we will point you in the directions of the best uh, knowledgeable and qualified. I know onion farmers. Oh, I know that's fun. I know beet farmers. I know potato farmers. Sugar beet farmers? I, they are sugar beets, yes. I'm trying to think of other farmers that, I mean, I obviously know a handful of dairy farmers, of beef cattle, of chicken, of pork, of... Uh, I'm trying to think of. I, I know mean, ranchers. I'm surrounded by corn and soybean people. Right, exactly. Canola is a big thing up in Canada, out in the West. I'm trying to think of other, um, other GMO and non-GMO. Uh, down in the Rio Grande Valley uh, is where tons of fruit and vegetables are produced. I know a handful of those people on Instagram. Follow people. I mean, I could give you handle after handle of different kinds of farmers. So, well. I'm sure we just stirred that pot real good. <laughs> I sometimes I feel like with conversations like this, I'm more confused going coming out of them than I was going into it. But there's just because there's just so much. I mean, people dedicate their whole lives to yeah these specific things. But again, one more time, research all of your things, read your labels, and shop local. Yeah. Well. Now I'm off to go eat my non-GMO popcorn and drink my antibiotic-free water. So, (laughs) good night, friends. See you next week. If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. Want to visit the Weiniger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at the Weiniger Farms or jump over to our website at winegerfarms.com. See you later.